Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, March 20th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Julie Musbeck. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And Matt is not here because he's busy gallivanting around New York and making incorrect Mean Girls references on Instagram. Oh, did he make an incorrect Mean Girls reference? Because I know that he's seeing it. Yes, he just watched the movie today on the plane, so we're judging him for that, too. It's just That's it's... not right. That's not right. <laughs> and I, I, I blamed Matt for uh, this Wednesday's upcoming blizzard. I told him he, he brought the blizzard here. Oh, yeah, because that comes from Florida. Well, he's originally from Ohio, and I think the blizzard's coming in from Ohio or something like that. But we could just blame him no matter what. We could. He's not here. Yeah. <laughs> so, while we squint through this episode tonight, uh, why don't we start off with uh, first up in the news, Tony winner Cynthia Nixon announces candidacy for New York governor. Yeah, we're starting with the weird stuff first. Yeah. So stage and screen star Cynthia Nixon, who won a Tony Award last season for her performance in The Little Foxes, has finally broken the silence about her political ambitions. She announced yesterday via Twitter that she'll run for governor of New York this year. Her tweet read simply, I love New York, and today I'm announcing my candidacy for governor. Also included was a link to donate to her campaign and an in-depth campaign ad sort of spot that is definitely worth a watch if you want to see reassuring shots of her on the subway and speaking at rallies. So far, her website reads, Cynthia Nixon is a lifelong New Yorker, actor, and progressive advocate who is running for governor to fight for a better, more equal New York. Cynthia hasn't been bought and paid for by corporate interests and won't be accepting any corporate contributions in this campaign. Cynthia grew up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan and in Yorkville, where she was raised by her single mother in a one-bedroom, fifth-floor walk-up apartment. She is a proud graduate of New York public schools and an even prouder public school parent. Her three children, Sam, Charlie, and Max, are all New York City public school students or graduates. So, James, what do we think about this? Do we question her qualifications, or do we immediately back her because she says she'll fix the broken subway? Well, if, you know, if we just voted for everybody who said they'd fix the broken subway, you know. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Uh, your colleague, Michael Dale, over Broadway World, and my friend, uh, Michael Dale, uh, posted on Facebook. He wrote, so would Laura Linney be governor for matinees? That's the big question. Will she do Tuesday, Thursday or something? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it was very funny. But uh, the more political uh, friends um, are a little bit upset with Miss Nixon because uh, they think that uh, Governor Cuomo has done okay and Cuomo will probably handily beat Cynthia Nixon in, in a primary if she were to run in the Democratic primary. So, you know divisive uh it's time for liberals and democrats to come together instead instead of uh splitting the party vote so it's uh, true i don't know uh i will say i know she takes the subway because she was the first celebrity i ever saw when i came to new york i saw her on the subway a, a lot of mayors of new york have taken the subway so maybe if she would start in the mayor's office and work her way up to governor I would love to see that. Start with city council, something like that. I think yeah. she'd be fantastic at that. I think so, too. I think it's I, I think a lot of politicians, you know, it's half about the great ideas. We know that she's very smart. so She'll probably have great ideas. The other half is about selling the ideas. And that's where a lot of people fall down on the job. But I think that Cynthia Nixon could pull that off. So uh, 
I hope that she uh, takes on a, a different office and leaves uh, Cuomo in place for right now. I agree. What do we have in last week's Broadway Croesus? Oh, yes. This is going to be fun for everyone because I'm notoriously bad at numbers. But here we go. So this week, 30 shows played on Broadway for a total gross of $31,951,373. This is an 8.58% increase from last week. The biggest gain this week goes to Wicked, which was up $304,681, followed by The Lion King, up $250,000, Phantom of the Opera, up $249,000, Carousel, up $210,000, and Aladdin, up $180,000. Those down this week include Springsteen on Broadway, Waitress, as Sarah Bareilles has made her exit, Angels in America, and interestingly enough, Frozen, which is down $97,000 from last week. Now, as always, Hamilton still holds the top grossing spot at $3,151,020, followed by The Lion King at just over $2 million, Springsteen at just under $2 million, Wicked at $1.87, and Dear Evan Hansen at $1.71. Lowest grossing this week were The Play That Goes Wrong at $361,000, Lobby Hero at $388,000, Once on the Silent at $516,000, and Three Tall Women at $622,000. Also on this list is the show that seems to be making a home in the bottom five, Escape to Margaritaville. This week's gross was $565,285, which was a loss of $60,000 compared to last week, and the show is only hitting 32.25% of its gross potential. Now, James, why don't you take over this conversation and make this make sense? There is no making sense of Broadway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Escape to Margaritaville... Uh, uh, lots of comps and uh, lots of press and things like that. So uh, I think next week's numbers will probably be, hopefully be up a tick and give a more realistic version of of what they can expect in their grosses there. They, uh, they didn't get too many pull quotes um, <laughs> for their advertising, but, you know, rumor has it that they don't, you know, uh, Jamie Buffett's got a, a strong following, and and hopefully all those fans uh, will visit New York, and um, we'll have to see what happens. But as Matt has mentioned before, we don't think that anybody is going to uh, pull the rug out before the Tony Awards. Uh, if you're here right now, you're here to stay through June, and then we'll see what happens. Interesting that Springsteen took a down tip um, I wonder if he played less shows this week, but I, I don't. I didn't really look deeply into it, um, deeply into the grosses uh, to see how many shows they played last week. But uh, we have a lot of buzz and a lot of openings coming up in the next couple of weeks. I think uh, Matt single-handedly is going to bring up the Broadway grosses next, uh, this week because he's seeing 13 shows or something along those lines. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. He keeps trying to find more things like cabaret shows at, you know, 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. <laughs> Easier at the 11 p.m. than the 11 a.m.s. The 11 a.m. cabarets, maybe not so much good to <laughs> Although, Drink minimum is a good time then, huh? You know, PS23's uh, Kindergarten Cabaret, you know. <laughs> See what happens there. All right. What is happening in the show and casting news? All right. We've got a load of fun stuff, starting with Rachel Chavkin is going to direct MTC's world premiere yeah, of Continuity. I saw that. I'm really excited about that. 
Yes. So Manhattan Theater Club announced yesterday that they will be mounting the world premiere of Continuity, a new play by Lortel and Drama Desk Award nominee, Bess Wool. It will be directed by Rachel Chapkin of Great Comet Acclaim. It is about something very interesting. A sheet of ice sits in the desert of New Mexico. A mad eco-terrorist plants a bomb in order to save humankind. A beleaguered film crew tries to get in one last shot before losing the light. Continuity is a sly, biting comedy in six takes where storytelling and science collide with both hilarious and devastating consequences. The play asks, how do we keep going when hope can seem as fictional as a Hollywood ending? How do we tell the stories that could shape our future? And, perhaps most importantly, what's for lunch? <laughs> the production will play MTC's The Studio at Stage 2, the Harold and Mimi Steinberg New Play series, with previews beginning Tuesday, May 7th, 2019, prior to a Tuesday, May 21st, 2019 opening. So Bess Wall uh, came and talked to us on this week on Broadway, and uh, and just this weekend, uh, Dave Malloy, who wrote The Great Comet, uh, came on. So between Bess and Dave Malloy, maybe we can get Rachel Chavkin to come and visit us and chat with us as well. But uh, I think to myself, what goes on in the head of Bess Wall? So creative. <laughs> Just the, the small mouth sounds are just, uh, I think small mouth sounds just opening up at uh, Philadelphia Theater Company. Uh, and she just keeps coming out with interesting, interesting storylines uh, for her plays one, one after the other. All right. Next up, Allie Maisie, Mousie, what do you do? Allie Mousie. Mousie will take over as Ernestina in Hello, Dolly on Broadway. Yes. So yesterday we learned that Ali Mazi will take over on Friday, March 23rd in the role of Ernestina in Hello, Dolly! on Broadway. Jennifer Simard played her final performance Sunday, March 18th. Mazi last appeared on Broadway as Glinda in the 10th anniversary Company of Wicked, a role she has performed to critical acclaim on the national tour, first national tour and the San Francisco Company. Mazi's other Broadway credits include Lenora in the musical Crybaby and Brenda in Hairspray, both on Broadway and in the original Company of the first national tour. So, James, I've never seen Allie live on stage, but I've seen the videos of her as Glinda, and I honestly think she's one of the highest energy performers I have ever seen. So now that I've heard she'll be filling the role, I, j I can't honestly think of anyone better to take over from Jennifer Simard. Did, have you seen Jennifer in anything? Did you see Disaster the Musical? I did not, but I know that she was incredible in it. She is out of control. She is so, so funny. So... I don't know Allie uh, at all, so I'm glad to hear that she's a high-powered uh, high uh, person and has got lots of energy And because Jennifer Simard is just the best. So next up, we have the cast announced for the musical of musicals, The Concert. Yes, yeah, so sticking with Ali Mazi in the news, actually, yesterday the York Theatre Company announced the cast for the special spring gala celebration of the 15th anniversary of the off-Broadway hit, The Musical of Musicals, The Musical. Director Pamela Hunt returns to recreate her original staging for this festive occasion with veteran music director Rich Silverstein. The cast will feature Rachel DeBenede, uh, George Dvorsky, <laughs> Ali Mazi, George McIntyre, Connor Ryan, Peter Said and Stephanie Umo. Additional casting will be announced shortly. The event is described as a chance to revisit this brilliant theater parody 15 years after its world premiere. The joyous homage to musical theater began its journey at the York in 2003 and has been entertaining audiences across the country and around the world ever since. 
The musical of musicals, The Musical, pays a loving tongue-in-cheek tribute to Broadway's Rodgers and Hammerstein, Stephen Sondheim, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Jerry Herman, and Candor and Ebb. An innocent ingenue is threatened by her evil landlord when she can't pay her rent. This one story is delightfully told in five hilarious musicals in this acclaimed off-Broadway hit. Wow, that's going to be really, really good. What a great cast. All right, additional stars are announced for MCC's Miscast. Indeed. So yesterday, MCC announced that some of Broadway's greatest will be joining some of Broadway's other greatest at the annual Miscast Gala, which will be held May 26th, 2018 at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Now scheduled to attend the evening are Jeremy Jordan, Casey Levy, Victoria Clark, Ethan Slater, Wesley Taylor, and Gavin Lee. They joined the previously announced Sarah Bareilles, James Monroe Eigelhart, Katrina Link, who we will be talking about again in just a moment because I'm in charge of the script tonight and that's what's happening. Alex Newell and Ali'i Cravalho and more. The gala event will honor Laurie Metcalf and Amy Leone. Now, James, do you get to go to this? Because I looked up tickets and I laughed out loud when I saw the prices. Yeah, sometimes I really laugh out loud myself when I see the prices. Uh, sometimes we get invited to them. Sometimes we dig deep in our pockets to go see these. I'm not sure if I will see this yet, uh, this great evening. Did you see anything about Matthew Perry doing MCC's miscast? I don't think so. Uh, because, again, our friend Michael Dale posted on Facebook that a uh, special guest star at this year's MCC miscast gala will be Matthew Perry performing a performing a monologue from the play that he wrote for himself. So wasn't sure if that was a joke or if I had missed the press release. <laughs> so. It's entirely possible. I did not take all of it and share it. I just pulled some yeah. interesting information. I think he's being snarky at Matthew Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matthew. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Jen Kalila and Katrina Lenk. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Katrina Lenk's back. Already? We'll announce the 2017 18 Outer Critics Circle Award nominations. So the Outer Critics Circle shared yesterday that this year's award nominations will be announced by two of Broadway's, by which I mean my favorite leading ladies, Jen Kalila and Katrina Link. Tuesday, April 24th at 11 a.m. in the Oak Room at New York's renowned Algonquin Hotel. The Outer Critics Circle, for those who may not know, is the organization of writers covering New York theater for out-of-town newspapers, national publications, and other media beyond Broadway. The nominations are the first major Broadway off-Broadway award nominees of the New York theater season and will post in 27 categories. Winners will be announced Monday, May 7th and presented to the winners on Thursday, May 24th. Colella received the 2017 Outer Critics Circle Award for Come From Away with Link nominated for a pair of awards for her performances in The Band's Visit and Indecent. Now, James, are you ready for award season to start? No, I have so much homework left to do. No, I don't. I don't want it yet. So much, <laughs> you know. Uh, aside from, you know, we have to see all the rest of the shows of the season, and then we have to vote on these things and prepare all of our promos for the for the websites and for Broadway Radio and all the other stuff. It's it's a a mixed blessing because it's just exhausting and so much fun all at the same time but i'm not quite ready for it yet but uh, uh it's exciting that uh jen and uh jen Kalel is going to be out there and katrina link is uh doing these nominations and i thought to myself right away i was like i was like oh why are they doing the nominations that's awkward if they get nominated then i realized they wouldn't get nominated because they already did last year they already for the, were for their uh previous stuff 
uh, for the band's visit for when it was off Broadway. Yep. All right. Dear Evan Hansen will be turned into a YA novel. <laughs> so according to the New York Times, Dear Evan Hansen will soon be turned into a young adult novel. Author Val Emich has teamed with the hit musicals creators to create a page-turning work of fiction from the hit musical. The musical's book writer, Stephen Levinson, apparently said that part of the reasoning behind the book is he has felt a certain discomfort about the fact that it is so expensive to come see the show. He says they can only have 1,000 people a night, and there are so many people who can't come to New York. He says there were people responding to the show without having even seen it, and we did feel that there are some ways that we can get the show to more people. So Emich, meanwhile, says that he used the show's score to draw inspiration, explaining that whenever I was unsure of what was going on beneath the surface of a character's emotions, I could always put on the music. Little Brown Books will release Dear Evan Hansen, the novel, on October 9th, 2018. Now, James, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I don't hate the idea, but it does feel a little cheap from an author's perspective. Well... I think that if we think of this along the same lines as possibly fan fiction type of thing, do you, are you a fan of fan fiction? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. That's... I mean, I I understand it, of course. I just I'm not into it. Hmm. So I think that that falls along these lines uh, for tur- turning into a young adult novel. Um. Is there going to be a series? Is this going to be the Hardy Boys of the uh, of the of the new generation? My <laughs> my daughter is ten years old and obsessed with Dear Evan Hansen. Now Aww. she was obsessed with she was obsessed with Hamilton, but now Dear Evan Hansen's all about it. Have you seen Taylor? I have not seen Taylor yet. No, I've only so, seen the original cast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 so so. Uh, I want to go back and see Taylor and take my daughter yeah, to, go, so do I. to go to go see him. Uh, I hear he's amazing and totally different. Uh, so um, we have to check that out. Did you uh, did you listen to Found Tonight? I did. Yeah, that was really interesting. It's really pretty. The Hamel Drop uh, Found Tonight was uh, released uh, midnight on Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, lots of buzz all over social media. Um, I have to say I'm going to give a minority report. I, was, I thought it was kind of confusing sounding. And while I adore um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt, uh, I was kind of like, oh, it was okay. It wasn't great, but my wife loved it. And uh, like I said, I'm the minority report. Lots of people are singing its praises online so uh, see i don't know anything of hamilton really i i'd never listened to the soundtrack so for me it was just a dear van hansen song or two plus recording (laughs) yeah that whatever (laughs) i don't listen to it (laughs) so i just heard dear van hansen and some other music in the background which i thought was fun nice harmonies yeah Mm -hmm. all right so um i think that just that wraps it up for today. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at Julie Musback. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. 
Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. Uh, Julie and I will be back to uh, get you into Wednesday tomorrow. That's when you don't feel strong enough to stand. You can reach, reach out your hand. Raise a glass to freedom Something they can never take away No matter what they tell you Someone will come running to take you home Raise a glass to all of us Tomorrow there'll be more of us Telling the story of tonight Time.